Hey, Verbivores. Welcome to a new episode of the Verba Coffee Chat Podcast. Today, we sit down with our own Kelly Ranum and Mike Clear, Director of Business Development at Watchman Payment Services, to talk about breaking down barriers when scaling inclusive access programs. Listen in as we share critical insight into understanding the silos in an institution, how to help student dollars go further, and the impact technology has in streamlining campus store workflows. Hear success stories of campus stores that have transformed their programs and broken down the barriers at their institutions. Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. We're super excited you're here today. We have another jam-packed, fun-filled episode with Kelly Ranum, one of our Vital Source account execs, and Mike Clear, one of our friends at Watchman. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank Thanks you so for much having for having us. us. Yeah. It's always fun when we can invite our teams in, our teams that collaborate a lot together and work with a lot of different campus stores. I think both of you bring really strong perspectives and with a long history within the industry. So we should have some really great conversation today. And, and our goal, I think we have kind of an intentional goal of talking about just breaking down the barriers of inclusive access and ways that we can help stores grow and scale and build really strong programs because we're seeing so many great results from inclusive access. Let's kick it off. Mike, we'd love to hear from the Watchman perspective, just kind of the beginnings of the relationship with the company, with Vital Source and the industry, like what brought you to the campus store world and your passion for wanting to help campus stores? Yeah. So again, thanks for having me and for letting us uh, be a part of your podcast. I'm I'm an avid listener of your podcast so far, and I'm honored to be here today. I guess just to start out, you know, a little background about where we came from and what brought us to the campus store. Prior to launching Watchman Payment Systems way back in 2017, which feels like a really long time ago now, our founding team spent a little over 10 years working in higher education retail technology. And we learned during that time a whole bunch of stuff about the college business landscape. We heard perspectives from the presidents of universities all the way down to retail cashiers. If you kind of put them hierarchically, right, we got to meet everybody in between. We learned about the silos on campus that have to coordinate. And often it's either by choice or by chance that they coordinate with one another. And a lot of that came into focus at different points of time in our previous experience. And one of the things that I think back to the beginning of my career, fresh out of college, is that one of my first jobs, I worked for a tech company that sold technology and services to college bookstores, specifically independent stores. And I got the chance to spend some time helping during Rush, which is something we still do today. I know your team does that as well. And during one of those first on-site visits, I remember I was at a community college in Washington State, and we were helping at the register. Specifically, my job was to work with the staff to do counter service so that the books could be picked and delivered to the student when they came to buy them. And we had like a little lull in the line. And I remember turning to the cashier and saying, wow, we've been super busy and this is going really well. And what's the deal on the other side of the store there? Why is there that one cash register with a line that goes through the whole store and wraps around the building? And the cashier sort of sighed and she looked at me and she looked at the line and she basically said, you know, all of those students have vouchers. And the woman at that cash register is the only person in the store who's able to process that special process requires a special line and a person to handle it all. And I didn't know it at the time, right? Because I was focused on what I was there to do, but that was the early stages of Watchman Payment Systems. And that experience itself 
just repeated over the years. It wasn't always the exact same story, but the ongoing theme was that there are specific students who have a specific set of funds to pay for books or supplies or other things in the campus store. And those students have to do this special thing and the cashier has to do that special thing. And then the bursar has to jump in and handle these steps in order for that transaction to happen. And I guess from a high level, that was really what brought us to the campus store. And when we think about that experience from start to finish, the starting point I'd love to say is that we immediately knew we needed to work with campus stores, but really we were in this orbit at the beginning that was between vendors who work with campuses, with leadership on campus and with campus stores in particular. And the campus store has this specific gravity that I think really pulled us together over time when we were trying to figure out how to enter this market. And I think that you could summarize it down to just being that bookstores, particularly independent bookstores, have a track record of being this intersection between students and faculty and campus culture. And basically, when you boil it down, that gravity is what what made us realize they're our partner. And I think as, as we started picking up our first customers, they started feeling the same way. That's what drew us in. There was a lot of ideation, trial, error, and then we got where we are today. I worked in Target for 10 years prior to coming into the campus store industry and seeing the differences in retail experiences is very different when you look at how a big box retailer operates and runs. The campus store has so many additional challenges under that higher ed umbrella that make things really complicated. You know, all the different things of just being a retailer, but then you have that doing it in kind of this higher ed world and bubble that I think presents a lot of those challenges that you just talked about. So what a great opportunity for someone to come in and help solve those to make it as close to a traditional retail environment as possible. So you talk about silos and as you know, Verba Vital Source, that's something that we're constantly working on to break down, especially with our Verba tools and breaking down all those different pieces in the store to bring one cohesive group together. And I'm just wondering, how do you guys go about breaking those silos down? I think at a high level, we have to frame it around the fact that we can't always break the silos down or we can't force consensus among groups. So our first approach, and I think it's probably something we learned from Verba Vital Source, is to evaluate what's going on on campus. And usually that involves a key stakeholder that we work with in the bookstore who can sort of give us the lay of the land. And then once we understand how they do things today, we can adjust our process to match what they expect and then hopefully use some of our experience and industry knowledge to propel best practices among that group. And sometimes it's a starting point where, you know, frankly, the school ends up leveraging our technology and executing the exact scenario that they had before we started. And then over the course of a semester or two, we can influence some changes in cooperation with the folks that are really interested in working with us to break down those barriers. But it usually doesn't happen in one meeting. It's something that definitely is an evolution. And we put a ton of time and energy into building trust with those different stakeholders. I like to say oftentimes when we talk to a bookstore, for example, who says, we're not allowed to charge to student accounts. That's a very common silo misnomer. When you incorporate inclusive access, suddenly you're doing that. So instead of asking, can we charge to student accounts at our bookstore point of sale? Let's start with inclusive access. Then we can open the floodgates and a semester or two later, we can revert back to the bookstore discussion for supplies and, and backpacks. But right now, today, we start here. When we talk about silos, I think that's one of those topics in higher ed in general that can make 
running a retail business really complicated. And it can also be one of those things to make launching new programs and implementing new aspects of your business really hard, especially depending upon who's buy-in that you need across the institution. And we see some schools that are able to do this really successfully and some that face challenges with this, not because of their lack of effort, but I'm curious on this as the pandemic set in, what are you both seeing around silos and institutions? Are you seeing them maybe kind of break down a little as they're having to like, you know, lean on each other more? Are you seeing those silos as, as strong as they ever were? Yeah, I think they really came together. I mean, whereas there are some stores out there, they might know who the bursar is or the IT folks are. They might not have really ever had to deal with them that much, uh, especially if they can't do those charges. Like Mike was talking about, if they can't do those charges in the store. Then do you really need to sit and know your bursar well? I think it's been wonderful to break down, not even break down, but to bring everyone together, bring all the stakeholders together to the table and sit down and come up with a good solution that works well for all students and keeping the students in mind. And then I think as you start to go through those solutions, realizing that it's going to not only benefit the students, it benefits the faculty. It benefits the campus community because now the bursar is not working a hundred million hours behind the scenes, you know, entering all these charges in. And then the bookstore is not trying to figure out all this stuff on spreadsheets. I mean, it's just such a beautiful partnership and marriage of all of everything in the name of student success and retention and graduation rates. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I think that When it comes down to it, if we just think about the underlying challenge or the thing that we're trying to do as as companies in in cooperation with our mutual customer, you know, at a very high level, when it comes to starting an inclusive access program, Verba is the partner to do that with. And frankly, you make it easy. When it comes to billing for inclusive access, we're a great partner for that and we make it easy. But when it comes down to the difficulties that schools experience, I think there's sometimes just some confusion around where the hard part is. The hard part isn't deciding we're gonna have an inclusive access program. The hard part isn't putting charges on student accounts. The difficulty really comes around building consensus between the stakeholders across campus that have to coordinate with the bookstore for it to actually work, right? So if I wanna change the planogram at all of my end caps in my physical retail store, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can go do that and make the change. But when you wanna start an inclusive access program, You have to do a lot of things across campus and build consensus. And it's that merging of silos that I think is hard to put your finger on when you're trying to do it. But that's the value that Verba brings to the table, for example, when it comes to connecting the LMS team with the course materials manager and the adopting faculty to build consensus around how's this going to work? What's it going to look like from the moment you adopt a book to the moment the day of the first day of class starts? And your software and technology nails that, right? I'm not going to pretend to be an expert about how those programs start, but from my experience, that's what I witness. And on the other side, we just build consensus between what I would refer to as the campus business team. So that consists of the CFO, the registrar, and the bursar. That team, the bookstore, the SIS team, which is where all of these charges end up. And our technology delivers all of the the how and what, but our team helps build consensus between those groups. And when we all work together, we can knock that down and really accelerate the growth of a program much faster than it would organically happen if we had to build that buy-in and trust over time. I could not agree more. And I think the one thing within the campus store industry that is so amazing, that is different from any other industry is 
the collaboration between not only campus store to campus store, but also with vendors and campus store partners. And I think both of you just outlined kind of that essence that really moves this industry forward. And especially throughout the trying times of the last, you know, 18 months with the pandemic. And it's so cool to see how these different partners can work together with the end result of impacting students and student outcomes. Like that's really what we're all here to do. And so it's fun to see how not only technology and tooling does that, but it's really leveraging each other and the power of conversations and and breaking down these silos that lead to a lot of that success. Removing silos across the institution is an important barrier to break down when scaling inclusive access. Keep listening to hear how the team at Oklahoma City Community College rapidly scaled their inclusive access program by 386% in just one term, and how campus stores can help make student funds go further we saw a natural tendency for campus stores to lean into digital and to modify their course material strategies as the pandemic really set in, really enhance some of the barriers that some schools had. I'm I'm curious to see what were some of those barriers that really kind of reared their ugly head as, as schools tried to lean into digital? What did you see come out of that and how did you help them as they navigated those barriers to ultimately scale and provide students access to course materials through a tough time. I think at a high level, we saw during the pandemic, a lot of schools being forced into a situation that they didn't really expect. And everyone expected over time, maybe over the next 10 years, if we put it into um, the ideal bookstore outcome, that we would pivot from traditional physical textbooks to digital content, but it wasn't going to happen overnight. And I would argue for the past 10 years, that's been the the ongoing theme if you go to CAMEX and go to different sessions, right? No one's going to flip a switch. But unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, we've suffered through the the COVID-19 pandemic, and it sort of forced a lot of people's hands. And I guess in that same process, what that meant is that schools wanted to ramp up their IA fast, and they also had to do a lot of this consensus building really fast. And one of the things that we've noticed, independent of all of those challenges, is that everywhere we go across this industry, there's a common saying that I think all stores and vendors would agree is real, which is, it goes something to the effect of, well, you see here at XYZ College, you know, fill in the blank with your institution, we do things differently. And we do this this way, or we do that that way. And one of the things that we've had to do at Watchman is really just be nimble and be willing to be dynamic as we work with each school so that we can meet their custom requirements while also supporting them quickly if they need to get their program off the ground or if they have a program that they've started and they'd like it to grow. I think that that's what we saw at Oklahoma City Community College. You know, Reggie was brand new. He's the store director, brand new to his position. Brenda was the the store director, retired. Reggie came in and they were, you know, tasked with starting this IA program. And the campus had started one, but it had failed miserably two years ago because of the charges. They could not figure out the charges and the taxes and all those, you know, intricate details behind the scenes. The campus was having these challenges and Mike was able to intervene right away and help calm because everyone was just nervous about how it was going to work. And the biggest concern the campus had was they're going to be left holding all these charges for these students and they're never going to get paid. And those charges are going to be on the books. So fast forward, contact Mike. Mike swoops in and saves the day. Thank you for making it sound like we're the hero. I, I think really the school had that figured out. 
they knew what they wanted to do. The challenge was execution. And really we came in and and automated the process in a way that met their needs. The other big piece of that particular school that I was excited about, and I think the school was too, was they wanted to have an inclusive access program. They wanted it to scale. And the timeline was really short. And our ability to get that school up and running wasn't weeks or days. Literally, once we got all of the instructions from their IT, we had them up and running in four hours. And we met their requirements, which was a a really exciting accomplishment. And it just goes to show that when we put our teams together, we can get it done. And their hard work paid off. You know, their growth was 386.6% for the first half compared to the second half. So from spring to fall, 386% growth. We saw it from the perspective of adopted sections. And so prior to launching with us, if they had 75 sections, they installed us over the summer. They went to 120 sections during the summer term. And then come fall, they're at 600 sections. In speaking with the store and the the back office team, they just saw that as an insurmountable task if they had to do it the way they were doing it before. And again, Watchman and, and Verba teamed up and just made that completely simple to execute. Helping students save money and make their funds go further is at the heart of what campus store teams do every day. Keep listening as we break down more barriers to inclusive access and learn how the team at Cal Poly Pomona streamlined their workflows to fuel their inclusive access growth. I would love to talk a little bit about one of the barriers that I think really got pushed to the forefront during the pandemic is just the need to make student funds go further. How can we take what funding students have and really expand that? From our end, we're doing that and trying to provide affordable course materials. We're seeing that digital significantly lowering the cost, depending upon what types of programs are being implemented. I would love to get your thoughts around how do you continue to make students' funds go further, especially in this trying time where it's needed more than ever? I think the first thing to to do is to sort of frame the different types of funds that students have. At a high level, in retail in general, there's the normal fund types. There's cash, check, and credit card, pretty much the things that come out of your wallet. And then in the campus space, there's sort of two different other groupings of common fund types. The first one is what we refer to as the bursar bill. That could consist of a charge that shows up on your account that gets paid when you pay your tuition. But it also typically includes any federal financial aid, things like Pell Grants and and other types of even private financial aid. And those types of funds are what are referred to as disbursable, meaning if you don't spend them, you're going to get a check and you, you get that money at the end of the day. The other one, the really important one, so far as we're concerned with regard to inclusive access and just the bookstore in general, is what we refer to as SAM or Sponsored Accounts Management. And historically, that's been something that gets handled internally by the bookstore, sometimes on a spreadsheet, sometimes in the bookstore point of sale or a combination of the two. And one of the things that we can do with Watchman payment systems is at the point in time when we take an IA charge and we apply it to a student's account, we can compare it against those sponsors as well. And what that does is if the student happens to be, let's say, an athlete, a veteran, or they have any sort of merit-based or need-based scholarship of which there could be dozens across one campus, we'll make that comparison, we'll apply those funds. And for many students, that means the charge that hits their student account is $0, right? There's just no additional cost. For others, it might cover a large portion of it, and then their student bill will only reflect the small amount that's left. And that really makes those dollars go further 
particularly because if you have a VA scholarship or you're an athlete, you don't get a check for those dollars that you don't spend. It's just use it or lose it. And, and we really work hard to make sure those funds get covered. When you look at these types of programs and how they're being delivered and executed, it's interesting to see that merger of the two tools and pieces of technology come together to really offer this kind of holistic solution to ensure the programs being executed really work in favor for the student. I think the big thing is what both of us do together is we bring, you know, everything together, hand it nicely to the bookstore and it makes the whole campus look incredible because they're doing the best they can for their students. Looking at success stories and breaking down barriers, I know Cal Poly Pomona always comes to my mind. We had Suzanne on the podcast late last year, and she had some really great things to talk about, even through the changes that COVID brought on. They saw a 400% increase in their IA program by implementing Watchmen, utilizing Verba tools. It's a really cool success story to hear. Suzanne and her team obviously were able to implement this huge digital growth using Watchmen, but it also opened up other opportunities for their campus store to have new programs and because they were able to, to charge student accounts at that point. Love your insight on how you were able to help Cal Poly and what that may look like for other stores looking to do the same. So the Cal Poly experience for us was really an interesting one in that we had been working already with them on a Nebraska integration to handle in-store charges, online charges, and of course, the dreaded sponsored accounts and managing all of those different types of accounts across the store. And the point at, at which we got involved with the inclusive access business was sort of a side conversation that started with Suzanne, where she had expressed to us that her goal was to make sure that sponsored accounts got applied to inclusive access charges before they hit the student bill. Her concern was, if I do this, is it going to mess up what we're doing at the point of sale? And it was at that time that we just suggested maybe we could manage your IA billing and your in-store billing, and that way we can keep it in sync. And the outcome of that was fantastic because it, it afforded them the opportunity really to take the foot off the brake on their inclusive access program at a point in time where they had to because of the pandemic. And it gave the best of all worlds, right? We made dollars go further for students. Students saved money through IA. And really the experience between online, in-store and inclusive access was met across the Verba and the Watchman experience at Cal Poly Pomona. One of the things that we got positive feedback on was our ability to provide a complete three-way reconciliation that shows the Verba charge, the PeopleSoft transaction where we authored the, the transaction into their SIS, as well as all of the sponsored accounts and which ones hit those charges. And prior to that, they had two huge pain points. The first one was wading through the spreadsheets to make sure the funds got applied and then reconciling it to make sure they did it right. And we basically knocked both of those tasks off their list. And that hits on such an important topic when we look at campus stores that are doing more with less, implementing these technology pieces into their campus store workflows are so critical, especially at this point in time, because again, I mean, campus store leaders are tasked with taking on more and more and they're doing it with less staff. It's really neat to see these success stories of those that have implemented this technology. Let's talk through one last barrier when it comes to scaling and growing inclusive access. It's 
building relationships across campus that are needed to implement and scale these types of programs. But one of the challenges that often comes up for our campus store teams are being able to speak that language. I remember being in my campus store and and on calls with our campus IT and literally having to Google words. They were saying like, what does LTI stand for? Because I had no idea. And, you know, when you're implementing and launching these programs, you suddenly find yourself immersed in this, these new words, this new technology. And I feel like there's a lot of value when you look at partners. So talk about how you can come in and help stores break down that barrier when it comes to implementation. Yeah, I think for Bovital Source, I think we do a great job bringing aboard the different teams. But when it comes down to those specific questions about the SIS and how the charging works and everything else, bringing in a partner like Watchman to come in and do what they do. And I think, Mike, you say it best. What is it that you've always said? What I like to tell people is at the end of the day, we all speak bookstore. When we talk to your campus business teams, we speak Bursar too. And I'm going to bring someone to the call that's going to make your Bursar feel comfortable. And when we talk to IT, we speak IT. We've got someone who's going to make the SIS team completely comfortable with us touching that system. And it can be something as little as calculating sales tax that's crippling for this whole discussion. And one of the things that we've noticed when we come to the table with Verba, a bookstore, and say the Bursar is they want to see sales tax and the cost of inclusive access content coded separately and written to the account separately. And when we get that information from Verba, we can either calculate the tax and code it appropriately, or we can separate it from the total value and do what the Bursar wants. And it's just those little things that could otherwise be crippling to the whole discussion that when we all put our heads together, it just it puts everyone's minds at ease and it lets the process flow like it should. I think that's what goes back to your nimble and quick and everything else that you guys do to make things just a lot more easier on campus. Thinking through some of those barriers and challenges that we've talked through, breaking down the silos, being able to to speak the technology lingo and terminology, making student funds last longer and go where they need to go. And that campus store support and helping stores support new business models and being able to be nimble and flexible and adaptive, I think are really critical. Thank you both for all the things that you're doing. I'm super excited to have you on. And I know our listeners enjoyed all the great tips and, and tricks that you have for breaking down those barriers. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning into this episode and big thanks to Mike and Kelly. Make sure to subscribe so you always know when a new episode of the Verba Coffee Chat podcast is live.